Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Another great day together. Happy Tuesday to you. So with me is Kevin again. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, sir. So I should give Kevin some warning. You know, sometimes I put like a minute in there, and sometimes I just do this, hoping that he's got me on mute, like eating a piece of pizza or or drinking a sip of coffee or something. And again, Kevin's in Tucson. I'm in South Carolina. So those kind of things happen sometimes. But we're glad to have you, dear brother. And and so this word that came up, so you guys, and, and I'm really thankful that you're sending us words and that there's some dialogue going back and forth and looking forward as we wrap up chapter 30 today of Proverbs. And as we go into the 31st proverb, it won't be too long. And, uh, and we'll be hopping into narcissism and things that hurt us and people that hurt us. And I believe over the next few months, we're going to live in that area code for a while. So make sure you hang with us. We're going to be bringing some guests on and allowing people to talk with us. And, and, and I'm sure there's going to be laughing. I got to warn you guys, this laughing thing, man. If it seems like it's getting out of control to you, you ought to see what it's like when we don't turn off the microphone. So anyway, the word you guys sent. Now, I this is a tough word, Kevin, and it's avoidance because I think everybody has been guilty at one point or another of just saying, I want to avoid this person. I want to avoid this whole subject. I want to stay away from this. And, uh, and you know, when we do that, God has brought us together to talk to people. He gave us Matthew 18. And I was thinking, you know, as I think about avoidance, so I want to point it out this way in people that I know who suffer from PTSD and what, what avoidance kind of looks like to them. So these are the folks that uh, may want to avoid, um, you know, a family member that, that did them wrong. I'm talking about people that you kind of have to keep contact with. Now I'm totally about avoidance for triggers. I think if somebody's messed you over, they've ruined your life. They're not related to you. Um, uh, you tell them you love me, you tell me, forgive them, whatever you do. And you move out smartly, you get out of the life. Just, you don't have to live in a three ring circus. All right. So I want to point that out, but then there's these people that we have to deal with, whether they be at work and city government in the local store. Uh, I mean, in our daily lives, uh, and the Bible says, confess your faults over there in James 5, 16, one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So God encourages us confess and, and, you know, pray together. And, uh, and there's so many different verses, but I I'm reminded over here in Matthew five and 23 and 24. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and thy remembers that thy brother have ought against thee leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first to be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer offer the gift so here's the verse encouraging us to seek reconciliation with our brother sisters in Christ or anybody we may have wronged before offering gifts to God. God says, you know, I don't need your gifts. I'm the God who owns the mountains, everything on the mountains, everything around the mountains. I made the mountains, but I enjoy that you give me a gift. And I, I, I'm thankful for that. I'm glad you give sacrificially, but before you do all that, Doug, 
This is what God is saying to me. Before you do all that, get right uh, with those people you need to get right with. And, and, and you know, Kevin, when you avoid things, you're never going to be on the getting right side. Yeah, brother. Yes, sir. You know, um, avoidance is, is common to man. And you, you mentioned, I think it's natural. I think we are wired to avoid sources of pain. You know, you, uh, when I'm a little kid, when I'm a two-year-old, I'll touch a, I'll touch something hot. I'll touch a stove. But then after that, I'm wired to not go there again. So if I am hurt, as a as an adult if my heart is hurt which runs deeper yeah. you know the scriptures talk about the words of a tailbearer are, are are run you know they run deep they go to the innermost parts of the belly in other words they go down to the deepest part of you so whatever i have whatever's hurt me i naturally want to avoid it but god lifts us to a higher uh, ability and a higher setting a higher standard a higher um, a power uh, to do to attack the the problem and and you know I was just thinking while you're talking brother the uh, the the, the whole, so salvation getting rightly related to Jesus you know settling that relationship brings brings Jesus in and that's a that's a paradigm difference if I can use that word word but then. Uh, being rightly related as a Christian to the Holy Spirit. You know, the power of the Spirit is given to go with us into any situation. And the Spirit is like the greatest superhero that ever lived. He's God, and and because he is is everything that Jesus is, and he's holy, and he lives inside of me, wherever I go, he leads to go there, uh, to go there. And that leadership takes the power of God into that task and wants to accomplish it successfully. So, uh, you know, I don't need to <clears throat> go after things and people that trigger me, but there are times where I, I know I've, I just not long ago uh, had to face someone that was, um, you know, just kind of a source of more than irritation. Okay, and this wasn't a family member or anything like that. It was just a uh, an acquaintance, a knucklehead. But, yeah, yeah, I was a knucklehead, and 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 the person invited me to lunch, and uh, and it was a man, and I and I went to lunch with him, and um, in the lunch, I just remember thinking, God, this goes against everything I want to do. I, I I really don't have a lot of respect for this individual, but there was an invitation, and I feel peace about going. I feel the spirit of God urging me to go, not checking me from going. And, and so I went and you know what, God went with me and that, you know, Proverbs 131 talks about the anointing of Aaron, you know, being like a coating of oil over him. So I kind of had this Teflon coating of oil, you know, I had the cooking spray. So whatever was prickly about that person's personality, and there was some things that were prickly, there were some things that were weird, they they slipped off if he threw if this individual threw you know dirt at me which he really didn't do yeah it didn't stick and 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 i just praise god that there's a new level of christian life by the spirit that gives us the freedom not to have to avoid everything because it is it's it's natural i mean i was with a, a man in a wounded spirits uh, thing on a military base, not three, four months ago. And, uh, 
I may have mentioned in another broadcast, but he uh, started major active duty and um, had had you know made a mistake in a command position when he was downrange in a war, and uh, he caused uh, the death of some good guys. And so he he did not you know I'm I'm sure having to come to a PTSD function and have someone talk about shame and guilt, which was the topic that night. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that was not comfortable, but he attacked it because he knew the greater good was, would be accomplished. But by the same token, he stared down at the table the whole time because there was, there was still the natural avoidance. I said, you know what? I'm not ready to look people in the eye, but man, I was sure proud of him that he, as a certain Sergeant major, went there and and showed showed that yeah he was he was a born again believer he had the spirit of god inside of him and he was on his way to victory yeah that's a good thing brother and you know shame can run really deep folks and we got a god who takes our sin takes our mistakes takes our upside downedness takes our stupidity takes our knuckleheadness and uh, hides it as far as the east is from the west and and uh, i think that's uh something we need to realize we can carry things you know it's like it's like carrying a suitcase you don't need when you travel it's just heavy you just it's taking up space it gets in the way every time you try to do something man i got all this extra weight but we got a god who will take that weight from you and uh, that's the God we got to go to. And that's where we got to go with these things. What a, what a great example, brother. I was sitting here trying to remember when we were kids, you know, I'm Teflon or whatever, you know, when somebody, you can't stick to me. I, it'll, you know what, at two o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to remember that old uh, saying there. That it's not really a poem, <laughs> just some kids saying, yeah, your words aren't going to stick to me, moron or whatever. But anyway, we find yeah. ourselves in uh and thankfully, we're away from those odious people and servants and things of that nature. And we're moving on to a different set or a different group. And I was thinking this as we came out of yesterday. We were talking about the natural order of things. And, and boy, we got pushed right up against the, the window there of having to get off so it fits within the time frames allowed on radio stations. And I was thinking about this. I just wanted to say this as we go into these next few verses, folks, is the reason God points out our natural order of things or an order, a biblical order of things, is so that we take the time to realize what's the biblical order of things in our life? Who's the people we should be hanging out with? What's the things we should be doing? It's not a natural order of thing uh, for me to work at a bar. It's not a natural order of thing for me to marry somebody outside the faith. It's not a natural order of thing uh, of things for me to go back to somebody who's hurt me before. It's not a natural order order of things. And, and these are all things I've dealt with. So I'm just talking about myself and I know they could fit, you know, 99% of everybody else. So remember these natural order of things there. It's a tricky thing, but, but God wants us to remember that he's God and uh, we're not unequally yoked. We're not living a life of abuse. We're beyond that. We're living a life of joy. And even when we're in prison, uh, you know, as Paul's there in, in Philippi and writing that letter to Philippi as he's sitting there in Corinth, and, and I mean, he's in jail waiting to die. Even in the midst of all that, we should be able to say the natural order of things is I need to share my faith. I need to be joyful. Uh, and, and, you know, to die is gain. Listen, folks, hang with us just a second. We'll be right back after this.
You know, sometimes I start singing that song, Does Jesus Care to Myself? And I'm so thankful. I used to sing things out loud. And I should tell you, folks, so uh, I am not a singing person. And years ago, I was in a church down in Tennessee, down by Nashville. And, and I was at a conference, and it was, it was almost my turn to preach. And we're up there, and we're singing this hymn. And uh, Love Lifted Me. And I just love that hymn, man. I dig in when I'm singing Love Lifted Me, especially when there's five or 600 preachers screaming it out with me. I'm covered. And and I heard this guy, Kevin, I heard this guy, and he sounded so terrible. And I say, you know, and it's not about how he sounded. I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's making a, he's making, he's making a joyful, but here's the problem, all right? So I stopped singing to try to capture who was making that noise. And it was me. So anyway, they had the mic on me. It was a terrible thing. And uh, yeah, I was, I was just being joyful. And uh, they had the mic on. And there were hundreds, if not, you know, a thousand people looking at me that day. But we find ourselves. So if you're a preacher, always hit mute. Even if they tell you, I got you in the booth, Doug. Don't worry about it, brother Doug. I have you in the booth. Don't trust them, all right? Ask James Earls, who went to use the bathroom with his microphone on, that they had him in the booth, all right? And uh, let me tell you, that is one joyous man when he uses the bathroom. But, but I'm just telling you, don't do it. All right, Proverbs chapter 30, starting in verse 24. Be careful with open mics. Ask the president about that. Uh, and, and I love this. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants of the people... Uh, are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies, but a feeble folk, yet make they their houses in rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them by bands. The spider taketh hold with thy hands is in the king's places. And, and so here we go. We're continuing this theme on about wisdom and wisdom of small and insignificant things. I, I wrote down, you know, we think of these things kind of being insignificant. They're insignificant to you live down south and, and, and you have to hire a pesticide company to come spray. But, you know, have you ever watched, and, and I know the answer for Kevin here because Kevin's a science nerd. He probably had ant colonies all through his house and things of that nature. <laughs> But if you've ever watched ants and you've ever watched what they've been able to do, these small little teeny creatures, you know, that have really have nothing going on and yet they build and they store up their meat and they do all these things and, and you know, and they're able to take care of their families of ants. This is God's way of saying, look at these little teeny creatures. I mean, you could, you, I can kill 10,000 outside my son's backyard when I go over and spray with them in like two seconds. And then talking about coonies, which are these small rock-dwelling animals. If you want to look them up, they'll weird you out a little bit. They're not strong, but they're wise because they make their houses in the rocks. And again, they make their houses where they're not going to crash down. They're not going to go bad. And, and then we think of these locusts. There's no king. There's no big leader yet they move in a coordinated way. And, and, and what did that verse say? It's like a band. 
And, and so they have this wisdom in their organization and the way they do things. And spiders, I hate spiders. I hate snakes. I'm like that old song, I don't like spiders and snakes. And I don't. And reptiles and spiders, they freak me out. Uh, they're small, they're not strong. Yet they're wise because they take hold of things with their hands and they can be found even in the king's palaces. Really, spiders can get anywhere. So here's God reminding us these small what I consider to be insignificant things, use their action as this inspiration to me, to the other ants, to the other, uh, you know, conies, to the, uh, you know, to the locusts. And boy, I just read that and just remembering for a second, the spiders. I don't know about you, but how many legs do spiders have, Kevin? Eight. You see, that kind of messes me up. All right, I only have two. But anyway, these insignificant things do things in a wise and significant way. And I think there's a little slap as I go over to you, Kevin, to me, saying, are you doing things in a significant way? Are you doing things that feed your family next year? Are you doing things that uh, make you happy? Are you doing things in an organized way that has a significance so that all the others can follow this? Is that what your, is, is that what your life and your organization looks like? And I have to tell you, Kevin, there's times uh, where I'm not there with these little insignificant things. Mm. Yeah, little as much of God is in it. God has a um, has an order of things, which is what we've been talking about this week. And um, one of the orders is that a little thing can make a can can make a big difference in its world, and a little thing can have a great life. You know, the ants. Uh, that talks about preparation. You know, they prepare their meat in the summer. So their, their food is, is stored up during the good months, you know, and, and I think that's really significant because, uh, you know, winter's coming. Jesus put it this way. He said, walk while you have the light because, or walk, walk while the light is with you because for the night cometh when no man can work. And so when, when the season's good, when, when days are good, when you're having a good time, draw close to God, prepare for bad times. So, you know, if you're having a good day, that's not an excuse to throw Christianity out the window. We're tempted to do that because, Hey, it's a, it's, things are going good. We don't need God. But, but the reality is, you know, let's be wise and mature. Hey, Times are not going to always be this way. I want to draw close to God so that when the when the rug is pulled out from under me, when the devil attacks, I just talked to someone today that was saying the devil has really been attacking them. Um, their spouse died, and it was just a terrible situation. And and but you know wow. we need to be we need to be wise to you know we may lose our spouse, we may lose this, and we shouldn't be fearful because it's in God's hands, and grace will be there when it happens that we don't have now, but boy, it is, in, it's incumbent on each one of us to be like the ants. I think it's really important to prepare for the hard times when it's a good time. And, you know, that's, that's an example, protect pre preparation, then protection, you know, the Coney, uh, you know, it, whether it's a little bunny rabbit or this little rock dwelling creature, uh, you know, they're, they're feeble, 
But on the other hand, they have protection. They they say, you know what? I'm a little, you know, fleshly animal and I'm dead meat if a hawk comes out of the sky or I'm dead meat if a cat comes across these rocks. So I'm going to live, you know, in a safer place. I'm going to dwell in the cleft of the rock. And hey, that just reminds me. Jesus Christ is the rock and he was cleaved Amen. For, for me. And so I want to make myself, you know, I want to dwell in the, in the shadow of the cross because that's the safest place to be. I'm feeble. Hey, every one of us are feeble. We don't have the strength to do anything, but in the shadow of the cross, the shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land, we do have the protection of the almighty over us. And uh, yeah, we don't, we're not in the limelight, we're hiding in the rocks, but that's fine because Jesus deserves the limelight and he'll protect us in the process. Same thing with the locust, his little ugly critters. You know, uh, a grasshopper is an ugly critter. The the cicada, uh, the locusts that I grew up with, are they're like alien twilight zone ugly. Oh, man, you ever put one of those <laughs> under a microscope? You want to talk about <laughs> nightmares? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd talk about flashbacks and triggers, yeah. but uh you know, th- it's like they, a cross between Nancy Pelosi and a Twilight Zone thing, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're closely related, but the, the locusts <laughs> the locusts have no they don't have a king. So even though they don't have someone that, you know, you could say, I wish I had great leadership. I have no king. We have no one to help us. Well, if God has set you in a position where the leadership style of someone that is in charge of your life is not Christ-like, or you're in a position where you're at the top of the chain and suddenly you're saying, how in the world, you know, I'm like Solomon. I don't know how to shepherd these sheep. I don't know how to go out or come in that shepherding terminology. According to John 10, the shepherd shall go in and go forth, you know, come back. So I don't have the ability to do this. We're lacking a king here. Well, the locusts go forth by band. So that speaks of teamwork, team playing, and that's wisdom. That's a, a, a that's a small decision that we can all make yeah. that says, you know yeah. what? I may not have a, a guy cracking the whip and making me do something, but I've got team players. You know, I've got a, I've got a pastor. I've got a Doug Carragher. I've got, I've got fellow Christians. Assemble. You know, woe to, assembly, yeah, yeah. Woe to the man that, that falls down with no one able to pick him up. Help. I've fallen and, and can't get up. So, um, we, 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 would be wise to you know have solidarity of teams work and then the last thing just to nail the and last real one. quick brother we're right there against the time again oh yeah brother the spider you know that's that speaks of the wisdom of just grabbing a hold of one thing at a time you know just say how in the world am i going to accomplish this thing by doing one action at a time just one grab little a handful piece. Yeah. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Listen, folks, we're sure glad that we have this opportunity to be with you today. If we can do anything to help, find me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Uh, We're praying for you. We hope that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you do not listen, please listen anyway to every word Brother Eric's got to say. And uh, hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.